Tesla, SolarEdge, Enphase are all getting listed as energy management systems. Hey Siri, turn off my ESS. Here's what happened in the 2023 code. 706.15 location control for one and two family dwellings in ESS shall include an emergency shutdown function to cease the export of power from the ESS to the premises wiring of other systems. You could have a device that could have rapid shutdown and ESS emergency shutdown. You could use the same switch. Hello and welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. This is going to be part three of the 2023 National Electrical Code Preview with Bill Brooks. And this was a live discussion at the InterSolar Conference in Long Beach, California. You're going to find out a lot of good, important information here. Some of the areas that we're going to cover in this podcast are NEC Article 702, Optional Standby Systems, Load Control, Disconnecting Means, UL 1741 for Power Control Systems, 706.15 Location Control for One and Two Family Dwellings. You're going to find a lot of good stuff here, so here you go. Off to Long Beach. In Article 702, we are doing now, these systems are now going to be called Article 702 Optional Standby Systems. And everybody got together, not everybody, but a bunch of people got together and they decided that that's the way they wanted it. And quite frankly, I've been using the term optional standby systems for decades anyway. And I think it's the right term that our systems are optional. They're not legally required or emergency. Okay, so we don't have to abide by Article 700 or 701, which have some draconian requirements based on those two, you know, if we've got an emergency system out there. This is just, hey, we want to keep the lights on, you know. Now, you might have a customer that says, we want to keep the lights on, and if they don't stay on, I'm going to shoot you. You know, it's like, well, okay, fine. Well, that's a little bit drastic, but okay. But it's still an optional standby system. It's optional for the drug lord. Problem is that back about three code cycles ago, they said if you have automatic transfer, you must supply a generator that's sufficient for the power for all the connected load. And that's like, we don't even do that for services. Just wrong language. And so it was covered by code panel 13 and everybody said, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, you know, it needs to be engineered and everything like that. And if you have an automatic transfer switch, there's some safety reasons why you would have to have automatic load control. So they revised it this code cycle, and this is a really important change and it's going to save our bacon, but it's still going to create a lot of problems with AHJs. Do we have any AHJs in the room? Okay. Nothing against them. It's challenging. I get it. So the reality is that we're going to have situations where the AHJ is going to get involved with the load calculations. And they're going to say, I don't like your load calculations, Noah. I don't trust you. You know, you look shifty with those glasses and your hairdo and stuff. I don't like you. And so they're going to say, I want to see an engineer give me this calculation. They might be exactly the same. Got a stamp on it. They're like, oh, I like those. So so now you're going to have to go to an engineer every time you want load control, load calcs. But what they did is they said, if you have automatic transfer capability, you must have EMS, energy management system. Energy management system must control the power supply to the loads. And this is what, this is the get out of jail free card that you gotta know about. So Tesla, SolarEdge, Enphase are all getting listed as energy management systems. And what does that mean? It means if we have enough power to supply the load, we'll supply the load. 
we don't have enough power to supply the load, we'll curtail the load. How do we do that? Don't got no power. That's an energy management system. It's pretty damn crude, but it works and it's safe. See, again, wires, conductors have to be safe. Article 702 was written wrong. It's just, it was dead wrong. You cannot have, you know, say you're sufficient for the entire connected load. That's BS. You just make sure, because if you hook up a generator, I could put, you know, a 30 kilowatt generator on my house and I could still figure out a way because I can pull 38 kilowatts from a 200 amp service, right? I could figure out a way to kill that generator. It'd be really hard, but I could do it. You know, and what about when I run out of fuel? That's a really bad situation for a generator. You, you'll damage most generators if you run out of fuel under load, unless they're a really good generator and they have protections for that. So, you know, there's lots of reasons. Noah. The better thing is to have electronics that just knows all that crap. And it just runs if it can run, and it turns off if it can't supply it. That's end of story. So now we're, we're in that ballpark. The reason I spend some time on that is that this particular issue, and Noah knows this very well because he does this all the time, can really screw you, you know, with an AHJ and really create some havoc in an installation. And uh, I've seen permits hung up for months and months and months over this one little issue. Okay, disconnecting means. We're going to talk about 2020 code and what it says here. So you have a, for one and two family dwellings, you have to have a disconnecting means outside the dwelling. And so... That's an issue that we fixed in 2023. It's right now, the requirements are in UL 1741 for power control systems, but there is an EMS standard as well that is being called up by Tesla and these other organizations to meet that requirement as well. The way the 2020 code writ is written right now is somewhat problematic. It says that if you have an ESS, you have to have a disconnecting means or remote control on the exterior of the house. Okay, it's gotta be outside. It doesn't have to be on the exterior. It could be sitting on a pole, you know, whatever. You know, it's just gotta be outside the house. Uh, and this is for whoever, emergency personnel that might have to shut off the energy storage system without having to go inside the garage or the basement or whatever. The problem in the 2020 code is the disconnecting means has to be a load break device and it doesn't accept, there's no verbiage that would expect except just turning the thing off. So for those of you who are familiar with the Tesla Powerwall and stuff like that, there's a little switch on the side of it. What does the little switch on the side of a Tesla Powerwall do? It's an on-off switch. Does that break a load? What does it do? Somebody help me. It just ceases to export power. Okay, turns the bridge off, okay? Which does everything you want it to do, right? It's just, it's like, I can't get anything out of this with that in the off position, it's off, all right? But the code says, oh, no, 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 we don't accept that little switch, that little toggle switch, yeah, we need you to have a nice big old knife blade switch, we want you to have something, a circuit breaker, something that can break the load under, you know, because the people that wrote this never installed a residential energy storage system in their life, maybe never installed energy storage system at all in their life. And so we're like, wait a minute. You know, they put all this emergency power crap into the code in the 2020 code, which was misguided at best. And, you know, here we have all this stuff about 
rapid shutdown, right? We have rapid shutdown initiation devices and all this kind of stuff. And why do we go into all that stuff about the initiation device? What is this some kind of initiation where you got to do this 50 push-ups to, to turn this thing off? No, no, no. We're talking about starting the process and then a whole bunch of electronics take over and they do their thing. That's why we, that's why I don't call it a disconnect because if you call it a disconnect, you got to disconnect something. You know, we, we may not be disconnected. We may just be changing things. Okay. So we were very careful in the language there. And so we're saying, what are you guys over in Codemaking Panel 13 doing? If you want to turn the ESS off, all you have to do is just tell it to turn off. Say, hey, Siri, turn off my ESS. And it's off. Done. So anyway, that's, that's it. And then there was this stuff about markings. And then you were, didn't have to do it for one or two family dwellings, a bunch of dumb markings that you're, hopefully are already on the device. Here's what happened in the 2023 code. So this is 706.15 location control for one and two family dwellings in ESS shall include an emergency shutdown function to cease the export of power from the ESS to the premises wiring of other systems, which is what we wanted all along. So we, this is a proposal we put in as far as the solar and energy storage world. An initiation device or devices shall be located at a readily accessible location outside the building. You shall plainly indicate whether in the off or on position. Does this sound familiar to you? This sounds like the rapid shutdown initiation device, okay? And then the off position of the device performs the emergency shutdown function. Shutdown, does that sound familiar to anybody? Okay, rapid shutdown. You could have a device that could have rapid shutdown and ESS emergency shutdown on the same device. You could use the same switch for the purpose. That would be what you'd want to do. So that's what we wanted to talk about with the new codes. Hopefully that will put a lot of things in perspective where we're going. Thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. To find out more, go to SolarSean, that's SolarSean.com. And just by the way, since this recording was done at the Intersolar Conference in Long Beach, one of the things that I started doing is taking pictures of all the booths at all the conferences that I go to and posting them on Instagram. You can find a link to that at solarshawn.com to see pictures of all these booths. And so there you go. You just saved thousands of dollars on conferences and hotel rooms and having fun meeting people, catching COVID, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Thanks for listening.